0: Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Gray. Welcome back to Inbound Sales Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie. I'm joined by Ryan Herman. We are addressing today another common objection that we hear in the sales process as we're selling inbound services. Ryan, before we dive into that, how's the past week been?
1: It's been good, Gray. I'm trying to think of something exciting to share with everyone that's happened, and I can't. It's been a pretty standard week. Ryan, I blindsided you. I know. Way off script, Gray. Awesome. Awesome tell you what
0: with that extensive script that we have developed ryan namely the <laughs> name of the objection <laughs> we're all set all right we have spent a little bit of time giving this thought as well to prepare for this so i'm excited about this week's objection but before i share that with you i'm going to take you back in time how's that for my back wow, i need some sound effects
1: on. man you're all over it today
0: all right so last week hey man you turn a year older and you get All kinds of new motivation here. You're an old man now. I'm ancient. Last week we talked about the objection. Love the, this is kind of a softball, but what kind of content will you be creating for me? And we walked through the answer to that. If that's something that you've heard before, you haven't heard that episode yet, head back, give that one a listen. We'd love to hear your thoughts. This week, even more excited to talk about this one because this one is one that I've run into a good number of times. I'm kind of, actually Ryan, I'll be interested to hear what you think. I'm kind of surprised at, Now that I actually think about it, I'm a little bit surprised that I don't hear this one more frequently. And the objection is, can you give me references, provide references, or can you give me names and numbers to get in touch with? So this is for the folks who don't just go to your website, see some of the logos that are displayed there, case studies. Some agencies have that, some agencies don't. We have not, sadly, we've not put a ton of work into that and making them public at Guava Box. I don't know whether that's for better or worse, but for the folks who who don't know someone currently to get a reference and they just want to touch base with somebody else and know, can I trust these people? What are the results? Can you verify the results that these guys are saying that they generated? Note to everyone out there, always be honest as you're sharing results. Don't try and twist numbers or say something in a different way than your clients would share that information because there's nothing worse than finding yourself in a situation where you said numbers that a client either wouldn't agree with or they would just not know in that way so if they get asked to verify that you want obviously all the stories should line up and that's not just for ethical reasons but also you know that's going to be a that is in the end doing the right thing is the right thing and the best thing for the business so ron i'm going to kick this over to you to get your answers but how do you deal with that question from folks during the sales process usually this comes pretty far into the sales process but sometimes it doesn't but they want to have references from you to talk to about your services
1: yeah this one's a double edged sword for me gray cuz on the one hand i feel really good because i almost always hear this at the end and it's like we've gone through the process they understand everything and if they are serious about a potential partnership that's a this is an indication that that they're kind of at that level at the same time the reason i said it's a double edged sword is and I don't think it, it is this way. It's not a I don't trust you kind of deal, but you, you get to a place where you feel like you have a lot of trust built, had a lot of good conversations, and then they ask this. And I don't take it personally, but more personally than I probably should because it's the right thing and the smart thing on their end to do. But it's kind of like, oh, like I just gave you everything. Now you need to, to like verify me. You're you feeling know? a little sensitive. Yeah, I feel a little sensitive uh, about it. So, but at the same time, I get over it because I know that we are on the cusp of a sale with this one. But, Greg, the way that that I handle this is I don't just give them a reference. And what I will try to do, though, knowing that we are on the cusp of a sale, I will try to figure out and verify that we are there, that this is kind of the last step. And I do it for two reasons. I do it because it's a good way to check in. And basically what I do is I say, I can talk with some other you know, if they're talking about a game plan or they're talking about whatever it is, the service that, that they'll talk to, I can say, I can talk to this, this company that we've worked with, that we've done this for, uh, see if they'd be able to talk with you. But I need to ask, is this kind of the last thing that is holding you back from making a decision? And it's a convenient time to ask that. And I like to ask it because then they can verify to me that if they are in fact there and they say yes, then that's a verbal commitment of we're moving in the right direction. We're, we're kind of taking the next steps and we're almost there to offer that solution proposal contract, send that out to them. Obviously, there's probably a few more things to figure out, but we're definitely moving in the right direction. But it's also a non-offensive way, you know, a non-pushy way to get to that point because I then will tell them that the reason that i'm asking that is i want to be respectful of the the time that the different customers we've worked with spend speaking with other prospects and i'll tell them you know you're not the first one to ask that certainly we do have clients that have said that they're willing to share but if you're not Fully committed, if you're not there yet, I wouldn't want to give you their contact information until I know that you are there because I want to be respectful of their time. And at the same note, hopefully you can appreciate that because if you guys, if we do partner together, if we do go through this, we aim to have the best experience possible where you would be willing to talk with other people as well on our behalf, but I wouldn't, you know, hopefully you can understand, I wouldn't want to approach you every week asking if you could talk to another company on our behalf. So it kind of goes both way there. Now, if you guys have strong case studies, you can try to offer case studies instead of a phone conversation. Like you said, Greg, we don't have a ton of public case studies. We, we have them still that we, we do send people, but I actually like... And we do have some great relationships with previous clients. I actually like if they can talk with someone because a case study is great, but everyone's sending out their case studies to people. If they're taking the step to go ahead and have a conversation with another customer, to me, that's a lot more personal. That's, that's great. You just don't want to abuse it. And you don't want to keep going back to the same companies over and over and over again. But I like it, Gray. I like it because we're almost there. And it's a good way for me to confirm that we're almost there, even though it, it does sting a little bit, I think, when <laughs> when someone first asked me the question. Cool.
0: Yeah, I, I've never had that reaction before. Where I've been like, where I felt like they were challenging me or something. But it it makes sense. Maybe now I will start feeling like that. Well, you're uh, a robot, Ray. You know what? I don't have feelings. What can I say? <laughs> no, I do have feelings. I'm about to share some of my feelings with you. Everything that you said, Ryan, I agree with. I do like, especially like having them have a conversation with somebody else who's a client who can verify, listen, these guys were great during the sales process. And that didn't change once we got into the delivery they promised me this website project and it turned out even better than I thought. And they handled, you know, they handled every single aspect and made it really simple for me to walk through. Or these were our goals and here's what actually happened. And we've been really blessed with clients who not only have been willing to work with us and put in the work to get great results, but also who are eager to share that with other people. What I don't want to do is abuse that. And so what I share with the prospect is the whole reason that I'm – asking you at what point are you at right now in the buying process is I'm not going to give this out if you are doing this with six other agencies and you're just talking to people because I'm trying to respect, this is an asset that I have. I have a strong arsenal of people who are willing to vouch for us and speak really positively about their experience with us. And I'm not going to blow that. That is one of the most powerful assets that we have. So I'm not going to abuse that by giving them all kinds of phone calls and emails from people who just are just kicking the tires. They're not serious at this point. So if you're serious and this is what's holding you back is you need to just double check and do your homework and make sure that, you know, that we're the right people and everything that we say matches up with what we actually do, then that's absolutely fine. If you're not at that point, I want to figure out what are the other things that are holding us up before I let you go bother somebody else. And so what I share with them, this is the feelings part, is just you can expect the same kind of treatment when you're in this position. So when this project goes well and you are a current client and you've said, listen, I'd be willing to have conversations with folks who are considering your company, I'm not going to abuse that privilege and be sending people to you every two days or you know multiple times a week. I'm going to save you for the folks who are serious and who are actually going to be in a position that, that you're like. So you can expect the same kind of treatment and respect for your time and energy that I'm giving to my current clients. And people, in very few cases, respond poorly to that. They overwhelmingly respond well. And if they don't respond well to that, that's a major red flag and says, okay, let's pump the brakes. Like, you may want to work with us. I'm not sure that I want to work with you. So that's kind of my perspective on it. And, and it's worked really well to this point. So... I'd be really curious to know what other people are doing. If there are other approaches that they're taking, if this, I think that sometimes this surprises people. I've had people kind of, not necessarily respond poorly, but be a little taken aback by that approach. And then once you explain the reasoning behind it, they say, "Oh, that makes sense," and I appreciate that perspective. And you guys, like, this is something I haven't heard before, and it seems like you guys have thought through this a little bit more than other people. And that's always encouraging to hear that, whether they're being honest or not. It's had a had a good response.
1: Good stuff, Gray. I think that is a wrap for episode 31. So two things for you guys. Number one, we write uh, a nice recap of all of these different episodes. And you can see those at doinbound.com slash sales journey. That'll show you all the episodes and the write-ups that we have. But there's also something that you guys can get on there that I think will be helpful for you, and that is an ebook where we have taken the top 12 objections, we've laid them out, and we've written a nice condensed way to answer those, and that will be very, very helpful for anyone who's doing sales at your agency to be able to go through that and to be able to... Uh, Know how to approach these objections that they're going to hear that are going to come up during that sales process. So, I hope you guys find a ton of value there. We really appreciate you listening. Next week, we are going to be on episode number 32 and talking about an objection that we hear a nice, short, sweet one where people just say, You know, I just want info. Just send me the info. Typically, top of the funnel objection, but we are going to be tackling that in a week. So, tune in and we will be back with you guys next Wednesday.
0: Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash journey. That's doinbound, all one word, .com slash journey. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe? Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey